Support for 100 Watts in a Wire is provided by BioNO Power. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. All right, brothers and sisters, good morning to you. Yep, a complete uh, madhouse, just a madhouse of people <laughs> in the pre-show, not the, the pre-roll or the countdown, I guess we'd call it. Uh, welcome to the show, it's Christian. Uh, if we haven't met, please put new if you're in the chat, but welcome. My name's Christian, Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel, and Steve is here, W7UDI, from the great state of Washington. I, I really do want to say what was happening. Like, everything in my being wants to say, <laughs> but people watching it later won't see the, uh, the countdown. Uh-huh. I right. will say uh, I was a little surprised, but not completely surprised, by one of our guests today. I'll leave it at that. And then when we get to like a private conversation later at like Dayton or when we can return back to, um, you know, Hamfest will just ask me, what was it? But uh, yeah, everybody fe- kind of fell out of their chairs <laughs> when a lady changed yeah. the name of the show just a little bit. Well, just a little bit. Let me see. Uh, are you ready to give a comment? Or is, are you are you available uh, for a comment? You, you, no. Do you do you trust me to give a comment at this point? <laughs> I do. I don't know how long the you show know, would last. Know, it would be plugged. You know what Paul's they the say regarding that. You, you give her, give give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Oh dear. So let's say there was a term of measurement. That's all. That's all we'll say. Yeah, it's a term of measurement. A term of endearment. Wow. 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 Anyway, welcome to the show this week, guys. <clears throat> Just when you think you know somebody. They throw a curveball. Well, they they prove that that's the person you mm-hmm. thought she was. So that's great. That's perfect. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about the tune-up 2021. We're actually going to do it. We did it last year, too. We just uh, mm-hmm. augmented our roots a little bit. But I think this year, you know, if you got your vaccinations, they say you can uh, you can be together outside. So this is a good time, I think, yeah. to, you know, if you can get together and do it. Uh, the tune-up, if you're new to... Uh, the show and the tune-up twice a year we have operating events and uh, the one in the spring is a tune-up for field day you know I always thought you may not get the chance to do what you want to do during field day unless you're operating alone or with some buddies but when you're with a club in my experience you're you may be operating from a certain time period you know Christian you'll do 20 meters from 10 to 2 Steve will pick it up Mm -hmm. You know, until 4 o'clock, we'll eat some pizza, we'll come back, there'll be a nighttime person, maybe you help hang the antennas, and maybe you just don't get to put up all the stuff you've been working on. So, we created uh, two operating events a year in the spring, it's called the tune-up. You know, you can put up your antennas, test them out, and we can we can talk about that a little bit, but uh, I'm excited. we got some prizes to talk about. What's your experience with field day? I know that you're kind of... You're with a club, but you don't necessarily go off on field day, right? With your club. Oh, we went off. Yeah, I mean, we, we set up the station, and usually it was just uh, one one station, and then uh, 
we just uh, kind of passed it around and it ended up being more a um, just a social event mm-hmm. with a little bit of operating and uh, we just uh, you know the club got excited to see their listing in the uh, in the QST in the no- usually November issue you know where we ended up uh, standing <clears throat> with everybody else in the the 1A uh, category but uh, other than that it was just uh, a, a social event for the uh, for the club and uh, try to give an opportunity for some of the uh, newer folks to uh, get a taste of HF uh, ones that were in you know had their technician class and never really operated HF you know sit down with them and uh, let them operate or uh, most of them would just rather log and uh, just sit and listen and uh, watch the whole thing go down so it was it, it, it served multiple purposes but mainly it ended up being a social event I think it's the most popular um, special event. You know, it's a great time. It's going to be so exciting to be able to get back together in some form and, and imagine next mm-hmm. year when it's everything is passed. You know, the the uh, 100 years ago when the flu influenza came in, I mean, you weren't reading about that five years later. It was just studies were coming out, but they weren't hampered for years on end. So things will get better and we're getting better. Imagine Hamfest, what they'll be and field day it'll be super social i think well speaking about ham fest we got one going uh, here in washington state uh, down in the uh, tri-cities area in kennewick uh, mm-hmm. there's a uh, a ham fest going there's been a, quite a buzz at least here in eastern washington uh, folks are uh, really looking forward to just going to it it's an outdoor event uh, so but they're just excited just to get to a ham fest and see their buddies oh, yeah. and things like that. And then, you know, get their hands on equipment. Well, what are you going to buy? Oh, I'm looking for connectors. I'm looking for this. One guy's just gone. I'm just going to look for stuff. I don't care. He didn't care what it is, right. but uh, he's just happy to, to go. So, so that's going on right now. And uh, so looking forward to, cool. to hearing the stories from it. That's cool. Things are getting better guys. Let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit. We have a lot of fun. We changed the uh, rules up a little bit last year. Steve had the idea. Maybe we could work with teams, you know, have a have a team sort of thing. Um, because we couldn't get together last year, we decided we would let teams team up. And I think that's still a good idea. I mean, the goal is just get on yeah. the air, right? Mm-hmm. So the tune-up, uh, June 11th through the 13th, and we uh, encourage everybody to participate. Just get on the air really is the uh, the goal. And simple exchanges, we can talk about that a little bit and what I like to do. I, I usually stay put, but you don't have to. You could go operate a park. You could double dip, you know, go up on the summit, yeah. go to a park and, you know, call for uh, the tune-up. You could also call for your park, whatever. It's just another chance for us to get on the, uh, get on the air together, do some exercise and get out. And, you know, if you've got a portable um, station, not many people, not everybody does. I should say not everybody has a portable station, can't do that. But you're welcome to, you know, do this from your house, too. There there really is pretty laid back scenario, you know, uh, on that. We start off on Friday, 0100 UTC, which is actually Thursday evening at 7 o'clock Central Time here for me. We run all the way up to one minute before our net on Sunday uh, again the uh, what was that I said the 11th through the 13th is what we do so if you're asking about the exchange it's real simple your call sign if you have a 100 watt ID bring it it's fine if you 
applied for it and have forgotten, you can find that on the website in the gathering tab. Everybody's listed there. There's over 4,000 or whatever that have been issued. Again, you don't have to have one, you know, but it comes into play when the point system, talk about that in a second too, just give your state or if your province, if you're DX, that sort of thing, a true, true signal report. And what I found on field day is, although I loved it so much, I'd go out and be portable, me and my 100 watt station and an antenna that wasn't quite perfect, but pretty good. So maybe I'm 90 watts or 85 watts, who knows what it was, but I couldn't hold a frequency because I wasn't strong enough. And I, and I got a little frustrated, you know I mean? I was like, oh. So I became a chaser on field day out in the field. Mm-hmm. Steve and I got to talking some other people on the, on the, on the uh, what do you call that? The, in the tribe where you get together and your, your elders get together and you sit around and burn sage and whatever it is. Smoking the peace pipe. <laughs> yeah, when you're smoking whatever you're smoking and drinking whatever you're drinking and you're listening and dipping into your elders, you know, it was, okay, well, maybe we kind of level the playing field a little bit and mm-hmm. put this operating event together where people can test their gear, do their thing, and sort of be on the air leading up to field day. So we would like you to just do 100 watts. But look, if you come inside and do it, whatever. So I talked a little bit about the point system. And this is, a, again, this was something that was added in over time because what happened was the prizes were getting really sexy. And there would be, you know, over a thousand dollars or whatever it was full of um prizes and it was like we were going on the uh the honor system right that's what that's what it is Steve. we talk about the honor system so you'd have somebody who made like one contact they would submit and win like a a radio or an antenna and i was like that's not really fair but <clears throat> we wanted them to have a little skin in the game and that was part of the point system and the you know and going on the honor system on top of it. Yeah, we're nothing without our honor. But be that as it may, we talked about our exchange a little bit, pretty simple. So the point system, let's talk about the point system a little bit. So if you're just working anybody, say you're on the air and you're, you're just working, one point. And what do we want to do? 25 points, right? I think that was the goal. Just get 25 mm-hmm. points. That's it. You could be, do that in 40 minutes or, or whatever. Depends on how long you're doing it. If you work a 100-watt ID station, two points, you get there quickly. And then bonus stations. We usually set up some bonus stations. I'm a bonus station. You know, you get five quick points working like me and Steve, and then we'll we'll supplement it with some other folks, too. They're halfway Easy. there. You're there quickly. It just proves that you sat in the chair and you did it for a little bit. Now, the prizes. Should we talk about the prizes right now? I'm, I'm excited. because In the fall, we gave away a complete station which was sick. It was winner take all because, you know, it was a oh, pandemic was, year and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we should just give away the whole thing. We're pretty close to that. We didn't have a, a donation of a radio this time around, but <clears throat> pardon me. But, you know, who who gives away radios all the time? I don't know. I, maybe I have something around here. I don't know, but it wouldn't be a complete <laughs> station, but we did that in the fall. This time around, let's bring it up and I'll... Uh, I'll jump over a little bit. So the first prize that we can talk about is this LDG. I didn't even know LDG was doing this. Um, this dual nice. analog meter. I want one of these. 
for my radio. <laughs> yeah, for my <laughs> radio. That. For the radio. I love the analog meters. They're colored. You know, so you have your choice. You know, and it's a hundred and eighty buck prize, so I appreciate that. Thank you, LDG, for for sharing that. And they go with different radios. So, you know, here's the FT is that yours, the FTDX one oh one? Yeah. You need that. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It's, you need uh, so you need radios that. right there. I gotta add that. Oh, I'm getting it. <laughs> it's I'm really ordering sexy. it. <laughs> and they have one for the uh the seventy six ten and I'm like, dang, I don't know how it plugs in, but I love analog meters. It's just so cool. And they'd be fun to look at on like it's Sunday when cool we do lights. the net, you know. <laughs> here's one for the TS-990. So you have your option if you win this. Here's the one I need right here, the 7610 model. I'm going to need that. So if you'll uh, loan me 180 bucks or something like that. But we're giving a, we're going to give away the 7800. Uh, so that's, uh, that's one prize. You know, if you have those radios, that's cool. You get to pick that, that is cool the other thing we got to think about steve is do we bundle these up and here as we go you'll see and maybe we, we've got some time you know it's it's may the first we've got some time it's good to start talking about it start to get your team together if you have a team mfj uh this is a little dark i'm in a dark mode because the screen the monitors do wacky things to me but they're giving away uh this portable vertical big stick antenna here another 120 dollar value um, and you can kind of see nice. here. I don't know if I can make it larger for you to see here, but you could look up the model. It's called a big stick. So we're uh, we're doing all right with antennas. Let's see. It's um, the portable portable vertical big stick. It rates at one kilowatt, 120 ducats. So um, if we bundle these up, it may be part of a package. But it is a prize that was donated for us this year. So thank you to MFJ for. Uh, for showing us love. Even they, a, yeah, go ahead. Um, that might be even a great antenna for people that are in HOA areas, or environments. Yeah. Wow, I got to try lightweight, one of those. Lightweight, two pounds, lightweight. less than two mm -hmm. pounds, backpack portable. You know, the whole world is trying to be portable right now. So, mm -hmm. And this is one of these events where we encourage you to get outside. And if you have a portable rig, cool, let's do that. Not everybody does. I get it. You ready for the next one, Steve? And so thanks to MFJ, they always are, are with us. Thank you. Here's one yeah. that makes people get real happy nice. inside. So the battery, mm -hmm. the BioNO power battery, another $124, $125 prize here. And this is a 12-volt, 12-amp hour battery. And Steve, you plug this in and work a while, man. You could you can really oh, work yes. a while on something. And this is um, it doesn't weigh anything. I mean, it's hardly it fits in the palm of your hand. That's the beauty about these kinds of batteries. You know, they're they're not. I used to carry the sixty pound car battery around. Guess what? Mm -hmm. I'm setting up right here. Like you know, I'm not going up the hill. I'm not taking it up there. We we'll be on the road, baby. We're just gonna pull over because and this changes things. You know, you can throw it in your backpack. I can put mm -hmm. that in my cargo pant pocket. You may see my dupe on my rear end by the time I get there because my pants might fall down, but that'll fit on your, your person. So um, we'll either bundle this together or we'll do individual prizes, but we'll see how we go and what Steve thinks. Nuts and Volts that Magazine, <clears throat> they're going to give a uh, year subscription, which is cool. Uh, I have the latest one there, and they talk about antennas. So they'll kind of go off into things that are adjacent to ham radio, which I which I like. 
Do you get this one, Steve? I'll work it out so you can get this because I think you'd like this magazine. Yeah, I I don't get it yet. Okay, that is. So I think cool. you, I think you would. Dig I, it. I, I used like to read it stuff. years ago. Yeah, it I was a cool magazine. I used to read it years ago and pick it up uh, from the various stores when it was on the you know newsstands. But let's uh, do that again, Paul. Let's see if we can show Paul. Paul, look at that. There's Paul WD9GCO. That's right. See that that story right there. I want to try to talk to the person who wrote that because it's um, you know, stealing messages and all this really cool intrigue, nuts and bolts. It's cool. They'll send it to you in the mail and digitally. So I think that you will dig that. Thank you, Paul. I have mine. It's just not handy. I, it's all book book earmarked or whatever it's called. So that's a prize. Here's another one. And the first time, Ellacraft is going to donate. An AX1 multi-band whip antenna. Again, we're all, everybody's so excited about portable. And this is their antenna here that connects to their radio. That's probably a KX2 or a KX3. I don't own one. Oh, KX3, it says it there. Everything's sold separately. We're not giving away that radio. And if I had it, I don't know if I'd give that away either. That's a cool one. I'd love to try it. Love to try it. But they're going to give away that antenna. And uh, that might work with your radios. Lots of those on the market too. So welcome uh, to Ellacraft for and thank you for donating that prize. So antennas are antennas are in. Here's another old friend of ours, Chris Fox. He is uh NI4L. NI4L makes some really beefy strong antennas. And Chris said, let's give away this ZS6 BKW. $140. That's nice. He uses nice wires. Good strong builds. You can you can kind of see that from here. Uh, it is an HF dipole multi-band. You see that? He does these uh, these little crimpy things here that I like and takes the stress relief off. So it's a nice build. He also gets the little ladder line in there. So if you're not familiar with his line, check him out. NI4L. That's his call sign. Okay. Moving nice. right along. Very nice. Everybody's familiar with CQ, CQ Magazine. They're going to give away something special like three every day or something of the uh, tune-up. So uh, if you're into reading about ham radio stuff like you should be, CQ is on board. They're going to be part of the prizes for the tune-up. And Great lastly, magazine. that I Been know. around a long time. Yeah, yeah, and it's good. And I like to just support them. I mean, you know, we can get into a conversation about print and Karen's here, and we've uh, we've had an interview with Karen in the past. We talked a little bit about print, and it's so hard. This is such mm -hmm. a niche thing that I like to support him, and I definitely appreciate CQ Magazine for being on board. We've got time to show you the last one that I know of right now, and if there's others that come in, we'll we'll share those too. But look at this one, Steve. We got the battery, and we got the 20 watt foldable solar panel. There you go. Now we're cooking with gas. This is Powerfilm Solar, who uh, they donate for us as well. So if you're really portable, and um, some people have almost everything, and then they need something small. You don't need a ton to top off your battery. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're working with one, or you have a second one that's being topped off, or maybe you're running them together. So 20-watt foldable solar panel. And that's our list right now. You can see the full list at 100 watts in a wire. Dot com and uh, get yourself in the game put your team together figure out if you want to go somewhere and operate special site i usually go to the old wooden shed 
open it up, air out the windows. It's at the edge of the woods. It's just far enough away that if you forget something, you... That's a short hike back to the uh, house. Short hike back, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but that's what I'm planning on doing. And let us know what you think you might do for the tune-up. Again, we are... Uh, let's see if I can pull it up here just to uh, to show you the dates. June 11th through the 13th. And read all about it at 100wattsandawire.com. So there you go. There you go, Steve. We'll talk about it a little bit more, maybe some portable operations. But uh, we're going to take a quick little break here. We'll come back with Karen and Paul. We'll talk about this week's news. Steve's coming to the chat, y'all. Hang tight. Uh-oh. There we go. Come on. Let's take a minute to talk about what I feel is the most beneficial deal in ham radio today. It's when you become a sustaining member of 100 watts and a wire. Here's how it works. When you donate $25 or more, you will become a sustaining member for a year. And during that year, you get discounts from participating businesses. It's a win-win-win. The show gets your support. You get the discounts, a little more money in your pocket for your next project. And those businesses can earn your trust. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the Sustaining Membership tab to learn how you can support the content you enjoy. And thanks. All right, brothers and sisters, here we are all together again, my friends from Amateur Radio Newsline, my colleagues from Amateur Radio Newsline. And you see Karen, KD2GUT, and Paul, WD9GCO. Good afternoon to you, friends. I know you're no stranger to the tune-up, and, and uh, Karen's always kind enough to give us a little love in that report. It's nice to hear Paul say it. Say it, Paul. Say it. Say it, Paul. Do you have to tell him to say it? Because he doesn't listen to me. You know what? Maybe he's muted. That's what it is. He's totally muted. No, he's not. Okay, I'll try that again. Yeah. Say, what did you say? It's time for the 100 watts in a wire spring tune-up. How's that? Sexy. Sexy. You know, if I was a lady. Or, you know. know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I was a lady, not, I, would, not, I would be hideous. I'd be the worst lady going. I mean, I'm I'm not, like, I'm How are you doing? I was going to say. <laughs> Good to see you. How's this beard going? Going for to you? say, no offense, yeah, but. Mm. Yeah. We have a real lady. We'll stick with the real yeah. uh, ladies. Yeah. yeah. I don't sound like Earl, though. No, nobody does. That's the thing. It's oh. either James Earl Jones or Earl Bailey for me. He's. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. Karen, have you uh, got your portable station together? I know that's on your to-do, want-to-do list. When you think of that's portable, what's happening? That's a bucket list item. Yeah? It's a bucket list item. I have a small, uh, it's a, uh, a Soft Rock RX TX uh, that was a kit build uh, someone passed along to me very nicely. Uh, the problem is I need to find a suitable antenna that I can successfully get up in the trees let's just say my throwing arm leaves a lot to be desired do you ever do so, any fishing uh, the me no i okay. fishing no i'm not a big fan no. of the slingshots no. but a fishing line that's so easy yeah. i mean you talk about just getting up there you'll get up there somewhere it may go behind you you know but you're going to get up in that tree somehow yeah i've got to i've got to do portable there's too much of a reason not to be indoors this time of the year and every year i say to myself this is the year i'm getting out there and and i don't 
you know, other than taking my, <laughs> if taking your HT out into uh, the garden or uh, going for a walk with it is considered operating portable, which it sort of yes. is, but I want to do HF. I want to do something on yeah. the bands. I want to be able to say, hey, Christian, this year I'm doing tune-up from a park. Right. It's, I'm so jealous of all the POTA operators. Right now I've just been chasing them. I want to be a POTA operator. Well, and you do you do tune-up and, and chase POTA and all those sorts mm -hmm. of things from your, your shack, too. So all that mm -hmm. counts. This is one of those events where it's just kind of, let's get on the air and have a little fun, which is always a good... Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's an excuse is what it is. More than an operating event, it's an excuse. Paul, in your 40-plus yeah. years of being a ham, where does portable fall on your list? Done that? Did it? Want to do it? I've I've never done it, but it it, it does sound like something. I, I mean, I, I've got an antenna to do it. I've got one of those um, sectional military masts in a duffel bag ready to go. Um, but I don't really have a radio for it. I mean, my, my 590S, to extract it from the setup here and throw mm -hmm. it in the car is, is a pretty big effort. So that's something I might mind to try in the next year or so. Get a, a small one like one of the Zygus. Right. And then, you know, go out somewhere for a long weekend with the wife and uh, she can read or whatever while I do some radio. That kind of sounds like fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, but welcome. I'll do tune up from, from here. So That's great. And we got to put the list together of um, the bonus stations anyway. So if you guys are free anytime that weekend, we'll, we'll talk about having you on the list. That'd be awesome. But this sure. is the uh, portion of the show where we take two news stories. <coughs> One uh, that probably hit the headlines and you may have heard this week, and one that may not have made the cut. And we'll start with Karen. Should we start with Karen? I don't know. We can flip it up a little bit today. Should we go with you no, first, Karen? Go with Karen first. Okay, cool. What do you have today? Okay, the story I have today is didn't really make national or world headlines, but it's worth noting. If you see the little guy behind me, this is a very proud eight-year-old boy named Vincent Collar. Uh, he's also now known as KC3RXV. Uh, he is the youngest amateur radio operator in his county in Pennsylvania, Montour County. He became a ham recently, um, and he's all ready to rock. Uh, he's already Skywarn certified. He's already in Aries. He's already in races he's ready to go to town with emergency communications look, look at that happy face that I is swear. a happy kid but what's it really is is a nice thing but what's sweeter about this story and why this is worth noting an eight-year-old boy who got inspired by a friend of his a girl named abby smith who last year uh at age 11 held the same title as he holds this year, the youngest amateur radio operator in the county, uh, KC3OTG. And he was inspired by his friend. They are both in scouting. And she kind of elmered him and said, you can do this. And her dad coached him. And his his parents are hams. But uh, it was his, his buddy's father, Abby's dad, who coached Vincent to take his test. Anyway, he's... You could see his certificates. He's just happy as can be. This was from uh, the newspaper. This photo was in the local paper. And what's even nicer is he is now the champion, right? He's the, he's the youngest ham in his county. He took away the title from Abby, who 
uh, had previously mm-hmm. been the title holder. She was the youngest Tam. And they are just the best of friends. So I think what's notable about this is you can be an Elmer at any age. You can be an inspiration at any age. You can be an MCOM at any age. You can just get out there and do radio. If that isn't worth news, I don't know what is. What do you think, Paul? He he kind of beat us to it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I I love these kind of stories. And, and all of us at Newsline really love these kind of stories because our, our own Neil Rapp, when he was first licensed, he was five. Mm-hmm. And I believe at the time he was the youngest ham in the country. He was on the cover yes. of QST. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, you know, we're all about youth and uh, we love these kind of stories. And it's cool that he had a friend the same age who got him into it. So now he's got, you know, a, a peer his age roughly, um, you know, to work through things with. So that's, that's just, I love that. Yeah, great story. And Neil was from the time you know he comes from a family of hams his father was a ham mom was a ham Uh, neil was five years old doing code you know he was passing that test for uh for code so that's uh pretty impressive five years old like i think don uh, wilbanks says he was in the corner eating crayons at five years old so way to go buddy different from today yeah yeah i mean he still has a taste for that maybe with a little wine or or bourbon and a cigar, but still crayons. Yeah, still crayons taste good. Um, story number two. Story number two, what should we uh, think about this week? Story number two, um, I was originally going to wear my my NASA shirt with the, the historical meatball logo again, but I just wore that last week. So I'm wearing the a T-shirt from the Huntsville Space Center instead because um, the man behind me, Michael Collins, who was one of the three in the uh, Apollo 11 crew, uh, just died. And he was 90. He had, uh, he had been battling cancer. And uh, of the three, only Buzz Aldrin is still with us. Um, Collins was the one who, I mean, if you look at his career, I mean, he, it was amazing what he's, he accomplished up to that point. He was a Gemini pilot. He was a military test pilot. And uh, you know, a lot of people keep asking him over the years. You know, you just had to be bitter and lonely up there in the in the you know command module while Buzz and all uh, Buzz and Neil were down on the on the moon. And he's like, no, I, I wasn't. Um, it was a team, and he had the most command module experience of any of them, and. His job was just as important as as theirs because if he screwed up, none of them were going to get home. So he said, I absolutely was not. I'm, I'm sure personally in there, there was a little twinge of jealousy. But he just said, hey, we all had a job to do. And his he his training was different than theirs and everything. And he he was the one when they when they undocked. When the lamb undocked from the command module, um, it kind of did a, a spin, a flip, and he was the one who inspected it to make sure that it looked okay for them to go down. And uh, then they landed and they did their thing. And then when they came back, he was the one who had to make sure that the command module was in position to dock with the lamb. And he flew, you know, into docking position and and was able to get them back on board. And everybody went home. So. He was never bitter or angry about the fact that he did not get to go on the moon. He knew that everybody's job on that crew was critical, and if one of them did something wrong, it was all going to go bad. So 
I, you know, those guys to me personally are, are really heroes because they strap themselves into a tin can on top of 300 feet of uh, high-powered rocket fuel and flew to the moon and back. I think astronauts may be like... Um Archaeologists. Archaeologists don't read much into the stories of what they're finding. It's very strict, and I would think astronauts, with his role being his role, that was his role, and he was focused on that completely. Exactly. What did Buzz it's, have to say about this, his uh, passing? Oh, crap. Um, I didn't, he had a tweet out there. Um, it was something or just like, the feeling of it. Yeah, it was like, dear Mike, wherever you wherever you are and wherever you've been, you've always been a part of us, and and we love you, and we're gonna miss you. I mean, it was very heartwarming, mm-hmm. coming from, you know, one of his oldest friends and a member of that team because that was those three guys did something that nobody else had ever done or will ever do, because however many people stepped foot on the moon, they were the very first ones who ever did that, and. Uh, there's a photo out there of uh, that uh, Collins took from the command module as the LEM was uh, going away, and you can see the LEM, you can see the moon, and in the background you can see the Earth. And that is the only photo, and he is the only man who could have taken mm-hmm. that photo of all of humanity, um, except for himself. But it's the two guys on the LEM, and it's the rest of Earth in the background and it's it's astounding to think of that sort of stuff. Well, it gives me gives me chills. I got chills just uh, listening yeah. to you to talk about that. Now, he's written a book, right? I've seen that uh have you read his book or have plans? <clears throat> yeah, I've got it. His his biography is called Carrying the Fire and then he's written a couple other books. Uh I'm not sure of the titles <clears throat> on that, but his story and the story about the Apollo flight is Carrying the Fire. That's amazing. Karen, what do you think about this? Well, first thing I did was I hopped online and reserved the book at my library. It's already waitlisted, but hopefully not for more than a week. I would definitely want to read this. Uh, the thought that he would uniquely have that view does give me chills. But I also want to say, my God, support is such an important thing. Being part of a team is such an important thing. I think as hams, we know, we love to be in teams. We love to help one another. And I think uh, Michael Collins embodied that spirit. Who, who could do what he did? Not a lot of people. Who could do it with so much on his shoulders? Uh, so it's pretty remarkable. The responsibility to get us there and get us home. Say no more. I mean, can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, some of us like to uh, to play sports and put us in the uh, put me in the game, and I will be clutch. I mean, holy and, cow. and we think about mm-hmm. those three, but you really have to also think about you know Gene Kranz and everybody at uh, Mission Control, and you have to think about all the other thousands, not only at the the vendors that built the the rocket and built the LEM and built the command module but all of the support people that work for NASA and everything, which is one of the reasons why anytime I hear somebody spout mm-hmm. off that crap about it being fake and all staged, it's like, how can you be dumb enough to think that there's 10,000 people out there involved in this event? Of the past 50, 60 years, absolutely nobody right. would have leaked that. 
So, I mean, it's, it's more than just those three. To everybody. Um, also, yeah, also for those that don't know, um, if you, uh, I know because my wife was a huge fan of the soap opera All My Children, um, actress Kate Collins, who was one of the, the leads on that, uh, is his daughter. Oh, cool. And she and her husband uh, actually live in Chicago. He is the director of the uh, theater at the University of Chicago, and I've actually seen her act in uh, in a play there. So, now didn't Buzz punch a man for uh, insinuating that, that it was fake? a reporter? A reporter or some nut job came up to him, ambushed him outside of a, a speech he had just given or something, and accused him of faking it. And Buzz just hauled off and punched him. <laughs> it's like, yes. so he got the receipt. Yeah, you got to be yes, careful. You got exactly. the receipt for uh, those uh, disrespectful comments because there's so many people involved. And it's just amazing the technology Absolutely. and it's, everything else. It's also sad to think that people refer to Michael Collins as the forgotten member of the team. How do you forget? How do you forget somebody whose job is to safeguard you mm-hmm. and take you safely home? That's yeah. that's just wrong. I'm curious nope. to see what the uh, the other, the crew, like in the book, if it comes out, we should bring this up again. And when you find those nuggets of how important his role was, because he may not say it if it's a, if it's his writing, he may not be saying that. That's why I was curious about Buzz's comments, because I'll the reverence to, given I've, to the team. I'll have to re- research, because I've, I've read um, Buzz's and Neil's books as well. And uh, yeah, I mean... It, their training is very focused on their particular skill set mm-hmm. and Collins had the most experience with docking and with piloting a command module so I would also like to this t-shirt also ties in uh, for the Space Center being in Huntsville I would like to bring up the uh, Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award yes, which will be awarded in Huntsville and the nominations are open now so if you go to our website, arnewsline.org, and go under events, there is a tab that says Why Hottie, and you click on that, and there's the form where you can fill out and submit a nomination for a, it's, uh, Karen, it's 25 or 18 or under? Mm. It says under. Don, Don's wow. in the chat. 18. I think, I think it's, it's 18, 18 or under. under. Okay. And, I think yeah, uh, and also... And yeah, go ahead, Karen. Yeah, I'd also like to say don't wait until the deadline of May... 31st. Do it now while you're hearing us. Think of someone you know who's impressed you, who's deserving. Get it done. It's it's a great honor and it's a yep. tribute to Bill Pasternak. Just and a, we'll a, give our Go ahead. Go ahead, Christian. Oh, I was going to say we um I'm I'm pleased <laughs> to announce that we're going to be socially interacting here between Amateur Radio Newsline and 100 Watts and a Wire and I I thank you both for that being a member of that team is important <laughs> to me. But um but also, you know, tell us about when the show is released. I know this stuff, but now that we are, we're cross-pollinating, officially cross-pollinating, uh, the show comes out on Thursdays. Where can we find it? All that great stuff, how to subscribe. Okay. Uh, uh, Don just mentioned uh, it's actually under the tab that says awards. There's a drop-down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the age is 18 and under. Good. Um, okay. It's released. I just missed it. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I know. It's by a long time. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> it's released, Adventure Radio Newsline, there, there's kind of two pieces. There's the highlights video reel that uh, mm-hmm. Don puts out um, every two weeks on the Ham Nation podcast, but the actual newscast itself comes out weekly. 
And you can either go to arnewsline.org and you can see the script and you can download the MP3 file from there. Or if you have a podcast application, you can subscribe. Uh, it comes out every Thursday evening, usually late Friday morning. And uh, it's every week. It's 20 minutes. Um, and there's also hundreds of repeaters around the country that carry it every mm -hmm. week. WTW shortwave. shortwave. WTWW mm -hmm. carries it also. Check check their schedule out so um it's out there and it's been going with non-stop except for a short period of time around when our founder bill pasternak passed away where we were we were dark for regrouping month, maybe yeah uh trying to trying to regroup yeah mm -hmm. it's been non-stop since 1977 yeah it's amazing it's amazing but uh welcome to everybody as we cross pollinate uh, from 100 watts and wire to amateur radio newsline and back Appreciate you both. Thanks for coming in. If you have comments on this story, please leave them in the comments of the video. Uh, the chat may, may may not be seen, so leave them in the comments there. My thanks to Karen, KD2GUT, and Paul, WD9GCO. Uh, Godspeed, Mr. Collins. I don't know how you yes. say goodbye, but uh, other than 73. That works. 73. All right, brothers 73. and sisters. Take care. Brothers and sisters, let's talk about the 100-watt ID. Very easy to get. None of this costs you a thing. But it is fun to have your own, and here's how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the Gathering tab. Here you give us your name, your call sign, and your email address. Very simply put, an app will sequentially issue your ID, and a very busy human will send you that ID through the email. Then you can use it during our nets and operating events, share it with your friends, do whatever you like, but that is how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com and click the gathering page. Now let's get back to the show. Show enough. All right, we're back. All right, Steve-O, you've got one of these things too. I just want to show that to you because look, zoop, there it is. Oh, it's riding a little high on you. Oh, you're muted. I'll get you off of that mute. People like to hear there you. you. Go. There we go. People like to hear you. <laughs> yeah, look what, at that. <laughs> what's going on in the chat over there? I know that the people are talking, and I'm seeing them coming by a little bit. Everybody doing okay? Oh, oh yeah, everyone's doing good. Don's having a craw uh, crawfish boil, so oh, uh, there's some jealousy going on. Yeah, I know. He's not sharing. Who's jealous? But, uh, He's living his life, baby. He's living it, man. Oh, yeah. He's still in the corner eating crayons and smoking cigars, drinking bourbon, you know, the usual. Crayons and crawfish. And, uh, that sounds like a new podcast. Yes. And Don just pulled it up. Don, got it. I was just, you You beat me to the thunder, you uh, dirty dog. So, yeah, the uh, question was asked. Uh, Rick uh, asked about, you know, we were talking about the youngest ham or a uh, young ham and who was the oldest. And the only one I could come up real quick is uh, Cliff and uh k4 w4 kkp and he just passed away last october mm. and he was 109 and he if i remember oh he was God. still active and uh, uh just so that's the hard part i don't know who is now has the title of the uh, the oldest sam but uh that would be something cool to have a someone in their the oldest ham and a young ham and bring them together, say like at Dayton or Huntsville, yeah. Dawn. And uh, that would be kind of cool. Just uh, the, you know, the passing of the guard and things like that. I mean, it would just, but yeah, it, uh, Cliff, uh, as far as I know right now, was the, 
the oldest I, at 109. So that's uh, that's way cool. And we had the man who uh, recently passed away that wasn't in the United States, and I'm blanking on his name. I don't know. Uh, we just did the the amateur radio newsline story on him a few months ago. Paul, mm-hmm. you you remember that name? Not to put you on the spot. Let me bring Paul back up. Paul, you remember that guy? Uh, you're up. <laughs> remember what I was talking about? Yeah. And yeah, Karen I know what left, you're talking about, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sorry. No, so, okay. so yeah, and mind you, I'm just being U.S. centric, and but uh, there has to be. How and, do we find the the oldest ham? Hey, go ahead, Paul. Steve, uh, Steve, you are correct. Cliff was active right up till a short period of time before his mm-hmm. death. I talked to him when he was 104 Ooh. for Newsline, and when he moved to that retirement home, his friends he got permission to have a radio, and his uh-huh. friends came in and they set up a station, and he was on the air all the time. In 104, nice. all the way up to 109. Jeez. So that's another five years. That's, that's awesome. Crazy. That's great. Yep. That's crazy. Well, thank you for that, Paul. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but um, anyhow, that's great. I think that's a great idea. I don't know how the young one at five would talk, but mine, if mine was the youngest boy, she could talk. She would tell you the whole story. <laughs> She'll let you know everything, but <clears throat> that'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting tie. It's good to see oh, you. If yeah. you're new, let us know. Drop your name. Welcome to it. Um, poke around the channel a little bit. We'd love to have you here. We appreciate uh, all the support. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Central, we kick off the 100 Watts in a Wire Sunday evening net. And uh, that should be cool. We'll find out how many bands we're running on. I, I need to run a little we bit. We should be running three bands. Uh, we'll have Paul okay. back, and uh, Paul was out uh, camping and enjoying uh, time out in nature and operating portable. So uh, that will be uh, real cool to have him back. And uh, so we should, uh, if all goes well, be operating 75, 40, and I'll start on 20 and then uh, move move over to uh, 40 meters. Maybe I'll jump around between the three. Yeah. I'll just interrupt. Yeah. Hello. Oh, oh not again. Just oh, be no. rogue. <laughs> just rogue. He's traveling around. I think he's coming to 20. But yeah, it's it's fun. And we've had a show in the past. And interesting feedback is people who do have a little mic fright aren't the ones that are coming on the air and telling you this. So some people have sent me some email privately, um, watched it, got some ideas. And the major takeaway was, you know, just to try. We gave some ideas about joining a net. Checking into a net, chasing someone in the park or soda, those quick exchanges that can kind of get you over the hurdle. But the uh, the other side of it is um, the veteran ham radio operators who need to show patience and kindness and and mm-hmm. support people. I think you just don't know because you don't know. If they knew, I believe everybody's good at heart, right? I don't want to sound like the old hippie, but I think we're all like, you know, if they knew that somebody was struggling, they wouldn't be that way. They wouldn't be as harsh, you know. So um, we we have a responsibility to be kind too, and mm-hmm. it's a good place on Sunday at seven o'clock central to to run into friendly faces, at least people that you heard and you know that you're gonna you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be talk as little as you want or as long as you want. Or as it's long as you want. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, good to see Ian. Uh, thanks for Don for stopping by. There was another Don. I, they, they go by so fast sometimes. Um, I see Ian there. Ricardo, hello from Paradise in Florida. I hope the weather's holding up. I know we're getting closer to storm season, so be thinking about that. 
Should we answer some questions? I don't know if any yeah. any came through in the chat. Um, I missed, but uh, other than the the oldest ham and the, you know with the with the youngest, so okay. All right, you ready for this? This one um, comes back from. I can read them to you, Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve will tell you. Put your glasses on, Pop. That's what. <laughs> Let me get some. Uh, the quest. This one is a leftover. It was a follow-up to a question we had uh, about wrapping the wire this week. Or you know, oh, at yeah. the antenna when you tune, what happens to that extra wire? We talked about that. Posted it up on the uh, 100 watts and a wire. YouTube channel. This one comes up and says, does it matter when you wrap the antenna wire that the wire is insulated and there's a spelling error there, or does it need to be bare wire? Bare wire, does it matter if it's insulated wire or bare wire? What happens when you wrap it? Now, RF doesn't care about the uh, insulation. It's, uh, if anything, it's just going to probably give you some insulation if it hits a branch or something like that. But for the most part, uh, RF doesn't care if it's uh, if the wire's insulated or bare. Okay. So, j- just go with it. Just go with it. I gotta just read go these over and check the spelling. We have iso- <laughs> That's It was okay. more like isolated. Maybe it was isolated. I think it would have been insulated. Would have been insulated. The right yeah. Well, it's the auto correct spelling on you know phones and things like that always gets me. And it's like, damn, I didn't want yes, to say no, that. No, <laughs> no, no, I no. Hit send. I damn hit it, send. Siri. That's my boss. <laughs> I didn't meant to say wiener. <laughs> I'm fired. Oh, All right. So screwed. <laughs> Question number two. Do you save your original radio boxes? This is an interesting one here because I have found that they take up a lot of space. Modern day radios. Uh-huh. They take up mm-hmm. a lot of space, but there was a great deal of, mm, I don't know, cachet, there... a great deal. When I got my um, my mm-hmm. Drake, the TR7, the man sent it from Ohio in the original boxes. And there was a little bit of like, yeah, man, like this original boxes. My 7300, the, I... the 70, they are packaged to the gills and they're packaged right mm-hmm. and well, but man they take up a lot of space what do you think i know on the secondary market that like you know when you're selling it uh there's a lot especially like say through qrz swap meet or some or eham or or the online version there's a lot of people like to have the original box which is great because it got shipped that way to you And it's a great way of shipping it, and you know that it will be uh, pretty well protected. So, yes, I save my original boxes with the current radios, but my older radios that I had 20-plus years, like this guy, which is probably going to end up being my portable rig for the spring tune-up. Nice. Let's get it in. Nice, you know, the 847. That is, I don't have the original box for that because it probably got lost in the move or whatever. So, uh, and they get wet, but they can get. I have my, I still have mm-hmm. the Drake boxes, they're in the garage. Bugs mm-hmm. go in there, spiders want to build, and my yeah. wife's looking at me like, it's okay, but you know, stink bugs have moved in. I'm like, mm. and you're right about the shipping. Those old boxes mm-hmm. may not be the best way. You you got you should double box anyway. I think you need right. you need to double box when you're shipping. And most people, some people won't ship. So yeah, I'm on the fence where I keep everything. But um, 
I'm also the person who realizes I may not sell them, but going one step further is when I'm a silent key, maybe my wife or daughters will be able to box things. I don't know how I think, but I just keep it. I just keep it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys well, the, do? The other, issue, the other thing is, um, if, especially if you buy like a new radio and I, yeah, yeah, the uh, the boxes take up a lot of space, but if there's a place to where you can put it up in, you know, your overhead in your attic space that can uh, stay for a while, then if you had to send the radio back for repairs, you'll still have the original box to put it back in and ship it back. So, uh, I I'd keep it around for a while, but it you know your circumstances uh, will dictate whether you keep it or, or not and break it down and send it off to recycling. So. Okay. I keep them for a while. Yeah, I think it's, I, I mean, I do. I've just kept them, and I thought it was cool, and I thought it was a stamp of honor that I've got the Drake, original Drake boxes from 1977, mm-hmm. late 1977. But, you know, everybody's different. What do you think while you're watching this? Uh, put your thoughts in the comments. We encourage that. Maybe we'll we'll talk about that some more next time. All right. Question number three, I have a couple of dipoles and an off-center fed dipole. I also have 500 feet of wire and about an acre of land. What should I build? This is tricky, man, but this is fun. This is where we can engage the audience, too. Now, hypothetically, in your world, you've got an acre of land, you've got 500 feet of wire and a couple existing antennas, two dipoles and an off-center fed. Dipoles would be monoband dipoles. Don't know what they are that might have been a little helpful here but 500 a feet of wire. Of so he has you you have the the dipoles and an ocf couple it and looks that, like mono bands and an off center fit so yeah, we don't know what okay. bands he has we just know what space right. he has or she has and 500 feet of wire looks like he's ready to tinker what to yeah. do yeah what would you do Ooh, well the question becomes uh you got 500 feet. You can build a 160 antenna. You got the you got the property. If you want to delve into 160, if so, I'm going to make an assumption. You probably have 75 and 40, or is it well 40 and 20 on the dipoles, the OCF. I think you got the bands covered. Probably most likely you don't have a 160. Is would be my guess, and uh, this would be a good time to maybe get that uh, try in an a 160. I don't know how long an acre, corner to corner, what an acre would be. Could, it's 256 feet for a 160 dipole. Mm-hmm. So That's still a lot of wire, but day. yeah, an acre, a lot an of acre should be that, that's, plenty. That's total length, so, you know, that's, uh, that's a little over half the roll of uh, wire there, and then you still have leftovers to uh, build some other uh, uh, band-specific uh, dipoles if you want to, or, mm-hmm. or second one, and then... Uh, place them 90 degrees apart and then uh, switch in between those too so i've always flirt with the idea of a loop but i'm in between trees that's and it's hard another that's another one yeah the loop go you can put a, a delta loop also that's uh there's plans out there for delta loops and then uh or you could just take that whole 500 feet and uh, make it into a horizontal loop and feed it with some uh, ladder line and then uh, with a four to one ballon and then coax into your uh, shack and you'll be uh, you'll be good to go and that that those uh, big loop antennas work really well i like to do a loop um the trees i have are more uh, they weren't 
necessarily plant it here and they're big oaks so my you know the height and the spacing could be a little wonky but mm -hmm. i'll tell you what i did one year and steve knows about this project i did at five i had a spool of 500 feet wire took and ran it out straight straight through the woods i tried to get them mm -hmm. up about 10 to 11 feet it was basically what i could reach on this ladder i tacked up nails on the tree looped the wire over it and ran it straight to the north took all day and uh, I went came back in checked the SWR it was great on all amateur radio bands it was great five feet 500 feet straight out to the north mm -hmm. directional antenna now is directional to the north I was shocked that my SWR was so low on every band i was like this is a miracle this is this is crazy i'm up 10 feet or whatever came in and made a contact to a guy in michigan and the next day took it all down because i <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i got a lot of problems it was a fun experiment but i was mm -hmm. i was just concerned that i would only be able to run i had like a little ball in 100 watt it would only handle like 100 watts and it was right. so directional and I ran it to the north. 500 feet can be a long way to go. And uh, took it down. But the SWR of that thing, man, it just made me like, I was like, this is crazy. It's great everywhere, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And this, the directionality of it was what kind of made me want to take it down. So I, I would think about that loop. But if you're just experimenting, man, just run it out there and see what you can do. It was It was pinging between trees and... It was a uh -huh. wacky thing I did, but that's why but we love worked. antennas. That was the cool part. Yep. It worked. Made a contact. It worked. And, you know, I just couldn't dump power into it at all, and it was so directional running straight out. But, man, it was fun. It was fun. A lot of hard work, <laughs> but it was fun. And I kept the wire back. I, I just wanted to bring the wire back and build right. something I know would be more omnidirectional, and that's kind of where I went with it. I hope that helps. I'm, I'm curious to see what the people who watch put your comments down below we want to know what would you build with 500 feet of wire yeah give us some ideas let us know let us know like and it. you know you could build a cool antennas for listening you know just for um mm -hmm. there's so many options i think i'm going to put that on the list by 500 feet one day we'll have to talk about gauge wire you know um because I think there's some confusion with that, you know, getting a thicker gauge or a heavier gauge, 14 gauge insulated seems to be a good wire to buy for most antennas. But when I'm doing portable because stuff, I go for a little smaller too, you know, maybe like a 16 well, gauge is good. 14 gauge is pretty popular because you can go down to the uh, big box mm -hmm. uh, stores and get a, you know, a spool of it, of uh, stranded uh, 14 gauge wire and uh, relatively inexpensive and, and off you go. The, the problem with that stuff is it has that vinyl uh, coating over it that uh, yeah. over time starts to peel off. But, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, no problem. Well, good deal. Good deal. Yeah, I think I, I need to operate. I feel like today's a really pretty day. I'm either going to set up portable, take my girls out in the field. It's been mm -hmm. cut. It looks beautiful. It's going to rain again. Of course, tomorrow it's going to rain again. But. I may go portable today, Steve-O, and get a, a nice. Uh, either record some of it or either stream it out or, or something like that. But I feel like I need to operate. I haven't, I haven't taken calls in a while, and there's something about me that feels like you got to 
you got to take them. You know, your ears got to stay sharp so you can kind of dig them out when you want to. All right. So a reminder for tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Central Time, we'll have our net. Uh, we've got Ian and Paul and Steve and myself will be here. So click the notification bell and they'll let you know. And last week we did that um, countdown too. So it gives you a little bit of time to hit the head, grab yourself a drink, sit down in the chair, tune up, that kind of thing. What do we miss, Steve? We miss anything? I don't think so. I think we got it covered today. We got it covered, man. We got it covered. I'm ready to get outside. What's your day look like out there? Oh, it's great. It's beautiful. Nice day. It's going to be on the windy side, but well, welcome to Helensburg. <laughs> it's always windy here. Do you have but, a ton uh, of yard work and chores to do, or are you uh, you going to play uh, radio not today. at all? Uh, oh. Not today. No, I'm going to go do a few other things today and then uh, tackle that uh, tomorrow and Monday. So, uh, Monday, uh, well, you saw that was what I ended up doing Monday. I spent the whole, pretty much most of the day on the tractor mowing the fields. So I don't have to worry about that for a little bit. That's good. So. Well, stay tuned. I will post up on the uh, 100 Watts in a Wire Facebook group. If I go portable, uh, I may stream something out. We'll see how it goes and, and how things look. I need to open up the shed, kind of get it ready. I uh, hope you took a note for the tune-up. It's coming up next month. We've got a little bit of time. The prize lists are there. You can click the links and see exactly what it is. My thanks to the sponsors who have given that stuff away. I think it's a good time, too, because a lot of people, uh, companies didn't give away all their ham fest things. You know, so there's there's some prizes out there to give away. So I just ask. Mm -hmm. and most, most people are like, yeah, be happy to help. So there you go. All right, friends, take care of yourselves. Look after each other. My thanks to Steve and Paul and Karen who made a big old joke. Big old joke. <laughs> Earlier. And I was like, wow, we. Wow. Hey, child. Made me want to lower the lights. But I'll tell you about that some other time. And exactly. <laughs> Can't talk about that here. Talk about an algorithm going wacky. And Betty White, bless her heart. She's still kicking. Bless, bless her heart. Yeah, we need to get her 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 tickets so she can join can us. Can you imagine? On, on Could you imagine her running? I would just like to have be with her for a little while, just chill. Oh. She's just too cool, coolest lady in the world. Yeah. Take would care of yourselves. Yeah, get smacked by her. It's like, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? How do I get home? What an honor <laughs> to get smacked by Betty White. Exactly. All right, take care of yourselves and look after each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73. 7-3, everyone. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.